the Boys of Tech with Edwin Herman and friends. Welcome to the show. This is the Boys of Tech, New Zealand's longest running tech podcast. This is episode 342 for the week commencing Monday the 3rd of August 2015. My name is Edwin Herman here in the studio in Wellington, the capital of New Zealand. And across the other side of the city, I'm joined by my co-host, Ben Sungo. Hi, Ed. Hey, Ben. How you doing? Oh, pretty good, thanks. I've just been browsing some photos that you sent me of the uh, of the work you've been your construction work out at uh, your property. Yeah, yeah, I've been pretty busy. That yeah. is looking really cool. Yeah, I'm really pleased with how it's all coming along. It's um, I mean, it's kind of funny. We're talking we're on a tech podcast, and it's my off grid little getaway. Yeah, you're right. You're off the as you said, off the grid there. Yeah, no power, no internet, no nothing. I get. I get text message coverage um, on one network, which is not my main cell phone network, and <laughs> there's there's nothing else. That's great. Wow, I love it. very remote. And yeah. Uh, yeah, so you've been putting in uh, effectively an outdoor kitchen, is that right? Yeah, a little covered covered outdoor kitchen, and I, the the people that I bought it from left a um, a container on site. So bought the, bought the land that. from right. Yeah, yeah. So turned that into a little bedroom, and now I've got like a little kitchen and outdoor lounge. There's a lot of DIY blogs out there on the net with you know photos and running commentary. Are you going to do the same, or is this just something you'll keep for yourself and friends? Uh, I'll probably just keep it to myself, okay. really, right. unless um yeah, unless something changes later on. But for now, it's just me, right. just for me. Cool. Well, I've seen yeah. some of the photos you shared with me, and I, I I'm really impressed. I I think it's awesome. Yeah, no, I'm I'm really pleased with it. It's come along really quick. Like it feels like it's taking ages because I only get you know the weekend to spend up there. But when I look at what I started with and where it is now, I'm really pleased with the progress I've made. Oh, look, I know how that is. I it's kind of the same with me, and I'm only building a shed, and I'm still going. <laughs> You're still doing your shed. Well, the thing is, I mean, like take take the recent events for example. Like two weeks ago, I uh, three weeks ago, I went around looking for um. Uh, roofing options and then two weeks ago so that's a week after that i went back i had i needed a little bit more you know details and stuff so i went back to one of the roofing places last weekend we were completely busy and this weekend uh, the plan was to to order the you know the roofing iron so that next weekend it'll be here so you know all all this kind of takes time it it's yeah it is amazing how long it takes just to get ready to start doing something. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it feels like such wasted time as well. Yeah, I know. I mean, if I wasn't employed and I didn't have kids, although I would never change it for the world, but if that's how I was, then I'd be working Monday to Friday and it'll probably be built in less than a month. I don't know. Uh, but as it is, it's, you know, maybe nine, six, seven, eight, nine months now <laughs> just for a shift. Well, it's going to be that much better when you finish, though. Well, that's the thing. I mean, I don't want to rush it just because of that and I guess it's the same for your project right yeah I mean I guess I'm I'm lucky in that when I 
yeah, it's it's an hour and a bit away. So when I go there, I've got the whole time that I'm there to work on it. I'm not getting distracted by other things. Mm, what else are you going to do when you're there? Exactly. There's mm. not a lot. Mm. Read and <laughs> um, listen to podcasts. I listen yeah. to a lot of podcasts. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, Obviously downloaded yeah. first. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of podcasts, let's get stuck into this episode. Three stories for this episode. First up, we talked about a while ago, we talked about Heartbleed, and that was quite a major bug. There's a new security flaw that's been published, and some say it's worse than Heartbleed. I guess it depends how you look at it and how you measure what, what you know, how you measure how bad each one is. But it affects Android smartphones, and it's a security flaw that someone can effectively gain access to your data, start recording audio and video on your device, simply by sending a multimedia message to the phone. And the message doesn't even have to be opened. Yeah, that's the scary thing. Um, that, and you can you can also do it through updates that are sent to the phone. And the up, part of the update can be to close the update. So it would send the update, update your phone. Your phone would show the preview. That would infect it. The next thing it would do would be hide this, that there was an update even shown. And you're completely infected. You've not touched your phone at all. That's why it's worse. And the bit that surprises me is that Google has known about the, the bugs called stage fright, by the way. Google's known about stage fright for more than a year. And, okay, it also says that more recently, newer devices make the exploit harder to execute. But the implication there that is that it's still not impossible. It's, it's still believed that 95% of Android devices are vulnerable still. Yeah, I mean, part of the reason is, like, the reason it's called stage fright is because stage fright is the part in the actual kernel that that is being exploited. It's a core part of Android. And it's um, to fix it, I think, is a huge, huge job. What is um, what is that part of the kernel? What does it do? do you- I think it's, it bridges like audio and video in some way. So I think the way that the exploit is getting executed is when a preview comes up on the screen and it might be playing a sound or showing a small, it might be through a video, like showing a YouTube video. And it's the, the tying into the video rendering engine, I think, in the actual app, in the operating system. Oh, okay. So it's pretty core. And it gets around, I think one of the key issues is that it gets around the sandboxing of Android. So Android would normally, you know, isolate something and let it run in its own sandbox so it can't really affect other things. But there's certain times when it's allowed to get out of those sandboxes, and this appears to be one of those times. Well, Google have certainly attempted to patch the bug. They've had seven attempts seven patches they've released to the Android operating system. I I don't know, why can't they get it right? Surely they can fix this. They built the operating system. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine? I mean, you do a little development, and I do a little bit of development, and can you imagine how complicated an operating system is? (laughs) I I, I hate to think. Like like the sheer number of places that these things could exist and the the stuff that relies on it. Yeah, but the flip side is, for a, an operating system or for a, for a piece of code, if you like, that's so complex, in other words, an operating system, it's been created by people with minds and abilities that, to match. Therefore, you'd think those people would be able to, I don't know, solve it as well, if you understand where I'm coming from. Maybe they all left. Maybe they all work for Microsoft now. <laughs> They've been building Windows 10. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, we've got a Windows 10 story later later on. But before we get to that, let's leave that story and move on to Australia where the first e-ink traffic road signs are being introduced in Sydney. Yeah. Why is, e- kinda... why is e-ink a good option? Uh, I think because it's so energy efficient. Like once you've rendered the ink, no no more power is required. And of course, I guess the other thing too, don't forget, is particularly in Australia, is with that sun bearing down, the uh, you don't need any lighting. You don't need it. Doesn't have, need to be a backlit display. E-ink reads very well in daylight. Yeah, so it needs a light at night time. So it would have probably LEDs around the outside that shine in. During the night time, but yeah, you're right, during the day, nothing at all. And often backlit things don't display well during the day. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so it, it's, a, it's a good option. I mean, the ones we've got here in Wellington, those on you know the urban motorway are, are very good day and night, but they must consume a lot of power. You know, those, I, I don't know what sort of lights they are, but they're effectively big, large black panels with lots and lots of little lights in an array. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, this seems the way to go. Yink, what you know? I'm, in a way, I'm kind of surprised we haven't seen it before for this purpose. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm well, assuming it's probably reasonably expensive. Oh, um, yeah, that could that could be something to do with it, I guess. And it'll be interesting to see how susceptible it is to like all weather conditions, because they would be getting some pretty extreme conditions over there, I'm sure. Hmm. Well, they're solar-powered, uh, which is good. And uh, as you said, Ben, they consume e-ink itself, consumes very little power. It's really only to change the display. I mean, for a road sign that stays on with the same message for hours on end, this is a perfect solution. Yeah. Mm. Right, maybe we'll see that. Because New Zealand Transport Agency is building what they're calling New Zealand's first smart motorway here in Wellington. And uh, it'll be interesting to see if they have any of those signs, of E-Ink signs. We could be number two. Yeah. <laughs> Do we really want to be number two? <laughs> well, it's better than being number 202. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> all right, let's do our Windows story and that'll be it for the show. Windows 10 has been released, uh, 31st July, I think it was. Was that, is that right? Or 29th? 29th. 29th. Where did I get 31st from? Uh, anyway, it's, yeah, 29th of July. Thank you, Ben, because you've downloaded it. Um, sure. <laughs> that doesn't interest you, does it? Well, again, I mean, from a I, I, come a, I, I come across it at work. I have to be across it for work. Yeah, I was going to uh, say, from a professional point um, of view, it probably does. But I mean, my housemate, he installed it. He loves it. But it's like, yeah, great. Well, I've heard a lot of good things about it. I've installed it on a computer for, for some colleagues. But it's, uh, yeah, it's supposed to be a really, really good operating system insofar as Windows goes. And I think, you know, it seems to be fairly consistent with Microsoft releasing one good one, one bad one. Um, They've been doing good, bad, good, bad for a while. Yeah, I guess eight was pretty bad. Mm. You almost wonder if they did that deliberately. (laughs) Maybe. I I mean, there is is some actual sense to that in that they knew that Seven was stable and had a good name and that they could try something new, and they knew that they were trying something new with Windows 8. They, you know, it was a bit of a gamble, and it didn't work. And if you're going to try something like that, when you've got a stable, long-term operating system, that's the time to do it. Well, XP was the same, and you know what? I think XP really has to go down 
uh, as far as Windows is concerned, as probably the the OS that people have hung on to the most. It's kind of amazing, and I've never really thought about it before, but we've seen the whole lifespan of XP. We've seen the whole lifespan of an operating system. What do you mean the whole lifespan? Like, Well, you know, when, when I was just getting into computers, you know, this wasn't even, the, you know, they were sort of, wow, we're going to get somewhere. And then within a few years, they actually released, you know, XP, and then it became absolutely dominant, and then it slowly started to die, and now it's had its end of life, and in theory, it's not, oh, I see. not supported, yeah. it's not active, and, you know, within, I don't know how long, like five or ten years, there won't be any more XPs, and it will have completely died out, and we will have seen the birth and the death of an operating system. Yeah, I and, guess the other one for me, I, I don't know if you're a little... A, a couple of years too young, but the, the Windows ninety five was a defining moment. I remember when that came out, and it, yeah. it was, I mean, I wasn't really into computing at the time, but I was old enough to be aware of you know things and hearing about it. And you know that was huge. I I think that's probably one of the biggest, I guess, shifts in in design because you know up until then it's, it was Windows three, and you, you know going yeah. from Windows three to Windows ninety five was a huge leap, really. Yeah, it was quite a big change. And I don't know, I guess ninety five I mean, it's just the XP had it was it was really when Microsoft got good, really. Yeah, yeah, I th- I agree. I agree. And it, it was probably the better well, I mean, there was Windows ninety eight, second edition was pretty good, but as you say, Windows XP really was it and we were there before that. We saw it released, as you said, we saw it the uptake, we saw the hanging on stage where people just wouldn't let it go and wouldn't upgrade to Vista and if you did accidentally yeah. upgrade to Vista you would quickly downgrade. And we saw ads, I think, as well, if I remember correctly, of of stores selling computers, selling computer hardware, offering downgrades to XP. Yeah, I remember. Well, the same thing happened with um, eight, didn't it? You could buy Windows eight with a downgrade to seven. Oh, could you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. For a little I while, guess it though. doesn't surprise me. So you know, and we saw all that, and as you said, we we now have seen. I guess the end. There'll still be some hangers oners. Hangers oners or. Hang hang oners or hangers on, hangers, hangers on. on must be hangers on. We <laughs> we'll probably still see some hangers on, but from if you like the official support point of view, XP's a dead duck. Yeah, mm. ho- hopefully people aren't really using it anymore. <laughs> Maybe the banks for the ATMs. Oh god, that's scary. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Is there is there like a, a compulsory thing about the banks have to have like outdated OSs? I mean, it was OS two warp for a while. D- do they have to use? I think it's the amount of money that they spend. You know, they'll they'll write an application that only works in IE six, and then they're stuck for their operating system until they can write a new application. But they've grown a lot in that time, and it's become a huge issue and that's why everything's got to be built on Linux and all I mean, the backend stuff still learn. yeah when all the backend stuff still COBOL <laughs> what gives I mean if it's stable and it works as long as it's got something it can run on I mean this is the thing there is an argument you know that says if it ain't broke don't fix it so mm. yeah well, anyway this wasn't really supposed to be a story about reminiscing uh, on Windows but what I was going to mention about Windows 10 is there is a a little bug where if you have more than 512 applications installed, that's quite a lot. And But some people... That's a lot. It, that's an awful lot. It is. That's, Even 100 That's really a big. lot. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But some people do because some people have noticed this. They've got more than 512 
apps installed. And what they find is that the start menu effectively misses out. You, you can't get to th- through to uh, anything more than 512 from the start menu. I mean, surely you can only ever find things by searching for them anyway. Yeah, what, but that, what, are that, what are these 512 applications that this person's got installed? <laughs> it's not just one person, but uh, obviously one it did start somewhere. Uh, well, I, I'd love to know. Maybe, maybe we, we can find a list somewhere. And how many of them were intentionally installed and how many of them are actually needed? How much of them are malware? <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, uh, 512 should ring a bell. It is two to the power of... Help me out here, Ben. Is it nine? Uh, six. Seven. Nine? No, more than that. It must be nine. Uh, six. Uh, yeah, nine. Does uh, that sound yeah, right? Cause, yeah, because 256 is eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, nine. It's two to the power of nine. So it's believed that it was, I guess, an assumption by whoever was coding for that part of the operating system where they assumed uh, this is, you know, I only need to reserve this much memory or this uh, make an array this big for the number of apps installed, you will never have more than 512 apps installed. A bit like you won't need more than 64K of memory. Well, at the time, that was that was correct. I mean, in some ways, yeah. the guy's right. You shouldn't need more than 512. I d- mean, d- the, define, the, define shouldn't. I mean, this is the thing. What, what do you mean? Ideal, in the ideal world? What, what could you possibly be using them all for? But an OS these days takes way more than that. You know that because it's just, it just does so much stuff. Yeah, but putting that much stuff on there is – Well, can't are you talking about the apps or the, or the memory? Are you, you talking about the, the apps? Oh, the apps. Um, okay. <laughs> not the memory. I thought you were saying that Windows 10 should run on 64K. That's what I thought you were saying because I was waiting for the old Linux line. Well, Linux can probably run on 64K, maybe 32. I don't think anything can run on 64K these days. No, not even probably. Linux wouldn't, no. Um no. Yeah, so 512 apps, I agree, is a lot. But you can turn the argument around and say, is there any reason to limit it? No, 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 there isn't really. You know, so uh, why not make it, I don't know, 20,000? But if you're not going to limit it, then why would you limit it? Well, you have to reserve X amount of memory. Okay, make it why? a million then. Why do you have to, though? Couldn't you make it a dynamic, a growing thing? Oh, we, we need the head of Windows division... Like if say you were create, say you were creating an array, and it was like you know two hundred and fifty six long, then just have it. You can have multiple arrays. Ah, oh, I don't know. It sounds logical. Yeah. Maybe you need to talk to Microsoft about that. Okay, I'll talk to Microsoft. You talk to Google, and we'll solve both these problems. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and as for the traffic signs, well, we'll just give Australia a big signs up for that. Thumbs up. I said signs up. <laughs> I better go. Let's let's get out of here, Ben. I want to thank you very much for co-hosting episode 342. Uh, you're welcome. I was really hoping to co-host 341, but, you know, you can't get everything. Well, you did 341 too, didn't you? Did I? I think. I don't think so. Oh, okay. oh was it Brett? Oh, I forget. It was a week ago. That's a long time. It's nice, nice that we're interchangeable. <laughs> well, he starts with B. Both co both oh, co-hosts. that's uh, just you. I don't think either of us are coders. Uh, what? What did you say? We're both, both, both coders. co-hosts. Oh, both co. I thought you said you're both coders. No, well, well, so, probably, well, yeah, to some extent, sort, that's true sort as well. Of. Yeah, not, it's do, not really like a primary identifier that I use. 
Sure, but, but anyway, it's not what I said, so it doesn't matter. So let's get out of here. That was episode 342. Thank you, Ben. Thanks to our listeners. See you again next time. Till then, have yourselves a fantastic week. Goodbye. Thank you very much. Welcome along. This is the episode. <laughs> this is the episode. <laughs> <laughs> what a great start. <laughs> the episode. For 342nd. Oh, that's what I could have said. This is the 342nd episode of The Boys Are Dick. But I'll do it again. <laughs> <laughs>